It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast, episode 152. My name's Daniel. It's your boy. It's the kid, half of the hope, a.k.a. HH, a.k.a. the golden picking, a.k.a. the blue picking, a.k.a. your neighborhood Nigerian. You ever thought about doing, like, a pigeon podcast just for, like, people in Nigeria? You just find somebody that understands it on a level, and then you guys do a podcast in, like, straight pigeon. Because you, you know those accounts that's, like, Chelsea yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Minus United and pigeon. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do that? Like... <laughs> Well, well, if if I can find someone that sends, I mean, I don't speak fluent pigeon, but if I find someone that, that speaks fluent pigeon, because it was news maybe like last year or the year before that, like the BBC is gonna have a pigeon English site, so people in Nigeria or Ghana or wherever you speak it, um, oh, wow. they can go on BBC and it's the BBC news but in pigeon English. <laughs> Yeah, it's deep. But anyway, um, yeah, we do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on social medias, Twitter, at Talking Tactics, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can follow us on SoundCloud, at Talking Tactics, or forward slash Talking Tactics. Follow us down there. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on an Apple Podcast, remember to subscribe. It's free. And leave us a five-star review, and we will read it on the show. But I don't think we got any this week. So, you know, if you want to leave one, please do, and we'll read it. Um, and if you do want to help the show out monetarily, we have a Patreon page. $3 a month, you get at least four episodes of Talking Tactics Extra, where me, Hapo, and Carl um, just kind of, uh, you know, just chop it up. And we just, you know, talk about whatever we're going to talk about. This week, we're going to talk about the Harriet film. And somebody wanted us to talk about UK politics. So maybe we'll get into a bit of that. So I'll, I'll leave, like, the first minute or so at the end of the podcast. But anyway, let's get into the football, unless you have anything you want to plug Two things. I can't wait to talk about that. That hard the discussion. I really can't wait, especially with, with you. And also <laughs> debuted the um first show of the football dugout um with myself, Nix and Devil. So yeah, man, check that out, man. It was our first episode. It's it's it got pretty far towards the end, but yeah. All all, all cool, man. Let's, let's let's hit it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm that ready. was my through ball. Like I was just waiting for you to just, you know, all you gotta do is strike it, bro. <laughs> I was like, yo, the 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 football dugout show. Let's let's get to it. You wanna start out with Fat shaming is that what we're starting out with, or yeah, should we? Fat um... <laughs> because, because, because obviously, and also, I also want to know how clever your title will will, will be because that's obviously going to be the 
the logo for the. Uh, see, last week I, I I was gonna call the episode cheeseburger, but I was <laughs> like I I can't do that to my boy because Hazard is still my boy at the end of the day, so I'll, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Personally, I, I wanted to start with Arsenal, and then maybe we can move it to Real Madrid because we did a bunch of Real Madrid stuff last week. Shout out to Red, thanks for being on the podcast again. Because we have Pepe, we have Kolasinac and Ozil. I want to get into like the knife crime thing. Knife mm. <laughs> crime, oh lord! But no, I don't want to get into like a deep. I'm not Akala. I'm not going to get into a deep conversation about knife crime. But like the dude ran up on the car, and Kolasinac ran out, no weapon. Bro, he's that dude, but it was just like let's ride, like let's go. So I kind of want to get into that. But Pepe, let's 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 start with Nico Pepe. Um, the thought is it's not official yet, but Arsenal. It was it was said they had 45 million pounds to spend this year, um, or this summer. Well, well, and all of a sudden, Sky Sports seventy-two million pounds or somewhere in that neighborhood. Pepe from Lille to Arsenal. What's up with that? Um, installments. Like they, they don't have any money, but they've been clever and they've managed to obviously work out a deal where they basically pay it in installments. So, Ceballos, Saliba, and now um, Pepe, they're buying guys now. None of these guys are going to make them guaranteed to come top four. No, none of these guys are going to make them even touch or sniff that trophy. But it's a step in the right direction, man. It's a step in the right direction. They're, it's good buys. And there's uh, the Celtic left back, I believe, Tierney. Kieran Tierney, maybe that's the name. Apparently, he's supposed to be good. I'm not going to pretend like I watch Scottish football or the Champions League games that Celtic play. But apparently, he's meant to be really good. So what, what I find interesting is that We've been here with Arsenal for years and years, man. Recently, maybe, what, 2013, 2014, we could go through Alexis Sanchez, Mesut Ozil, Lacazette. We could talk about Obama Yang. We could talk about maybe then you swap Alexis for Mkhitaryan. Arsenal always get really good attacking talent. Now they're getting in Pepe. Wouldn't you say that Arsenal's main problem isn't goal scoring? It's defending goals from going in. Like There we go. People have said that. Why are you spending all this money in areas where you don't need spending from like goal scoring was never Aston's issue. Obviously, you can always improve and get and get better. She always improve, but when you're going to the transfer window, it's always where do we need to strengthen the most? What is our weakest point? Arsenal's weakest point is a dude called Mustafi. That is their weakest <laughs> link. So you should go in there saying, here is here is Mustafi, he's half Siberian, he's got he's got a, a room in class B. We need to get rid of this, this dude, and we need to buy a flipping new defender. Do, do you remember when they played Crystal Palace in like one of those last games where they needed to win to get top four? Mm. And the the Zaha goal, where Mustafi is just like in no man's land, just lost. Zaha <laughs> takes advantage of the opportunity, scores a goal. Arsenal end up in Europa League. I guess they had the chance to beat Chelsea in the Europa League final, but we know what happened. Zaha, yeah, Zaha. Zaha happened. <laughs> So like you just you see those moments and you're like so the uh, so the higher ups they don't understand what's going on here because Shelly's gone or about to leave I guess so your club captain's out Mustafi as we say is is I'll use your terminology he's a brick but yep. you want to spend seventy two million that you don't have but you finessed it some way with the installments with Lille so shout out to Lille for being accommodating it's interesting that they wanted to buy Zaha but Crystal Palace said no probably because Crystal Palace wants the money up front. Like, if we're going to sell Zaha, we want that 70, 80 million up front, like right now. So, shout out to Leo for, for helping out Arsenal in that, in that sense. Maybe Wenger made a call and talked in French or something. I don't know. But you don't need him. Not really. Outside of Aguero, Kane, Lukaku's gone now. 
two best strikers are Arsenal. Like you don't need help in the goal department. You need a domineering central midfielder, something they haven't had since Vieira, and you need a center back, something they haven't had. Like what was the last top tier center back they had? Like I'm not buying the Koscielny was once world class stuff. Like I don't, I don't, I don't believe that for a second. Like Arsenal fans will talk to their blue in the face about Koscielny once being world class. Like no, he wasn't, guys. Like the last world class center back they had was Sol Campbell. Yeah, you want to be real, like like that's the biggest lie overhead. And I think I, think I was having an issue with some guys about it. It's like Koscielny was never world class. Koscielny was never one of the best players, one of the best defenders. It's in just nonsense. That's lies. That's just lies. Like it's a lie, at the best, he was pretty good. All right, maybe for me, I'd, I'd never call him even a tier two defender. At the best, he was like upper tier three. He's not like John Terry or Rio Ferdinand or Vidic or like like no stop okay. But anyway, the the point here is Arsenal are a club that always do this because, in my opinion, they 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 need to sell tickets and buying defenders isn't sexy. Buying defensive midfielders isn't sexy. So if you want the fans to like stop their protests and that note that um the supporters groups and stuff put out. That uh, we we need the Cronkies to do better and that like okay if they go out and they buy a DM are people really gonna be happy like maybe may, if you understand football no, 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 you'll be no, happy they would. They would let's say they went us and for argument's sake it will never happen more for argument's sake let's say they went us and bought like Kulibali and okay. Casemiro then people be like oh because remember I think that defenders are now becoming sexier now Delict was. Probably one of the most coveted players in the, for the for the, the past three months. Everybody's like, "Man, Delix, where is he going? Where is he going to go?" I think defenders right now are becoming sexier. And I think how but how long have people been wanting Kulibali for? So if Arsenal went out and they bought Kulibali and they brought him in, people were like, "Oh wow, huge!" Because first of all, we need him, and this is a marquee signing that a lot of guys have been trying to get. This dude. It baffles me that every year, just about. They buy a great attacker. Like, them getting Pepe is huge. Like, that's a really good buy, great purchase. But it's just that thing of, like, again? So y'all are going to buy a, a, an attacker again? Like, so now what happens with the Wobi? What happens with Inketia? What happens with all of these guys? Like, I know they play maybe different positions, but the point remains. Like, how many attackers does one club need when you're light at the back? I relate it to... They're like a person that goes to the gym and they work out bench press, deadlifts. They get hench like in the arm area, chest area, back straight. But then you look at their legs and they're like sticks. It's, it's just like they, they skip leg day every year. <laughs> Buy some defenders. You they got Leno, so maybe they've sorted the goalkeeper situation, but like yeah, buy but a defender. Leno is, is a bit iffy, man. That guy's I mean he's good, but he is if like basically Leno is not enough for you to reduce your um goals that you concede they, like socrates is all right he's all right but you for me i think if they partner socrates with a really good defender i think they can survive most stuff is trash and it's it's a big opportunity for them as well because chelsea can't spend mm. united are coached by they're let's rookie. be nice let, let, let's be nice they're, they're coached by a novice I, don't, I didn't want to insult him or his mother or his family they're just they're, they're, they're managed by a novice so like the opportunity for arsenal if they're wise is there to take over from just just take over that fourth spot you know like if, if even if you look at what spurs did when they bought uh in Dumbele, that's a player that arsenal have been crying out for yeah yeah it's just it's odd, but anyway, that's enough for Arsenal, I guess. I <laughs> you think I'm an Arsenal fan? <laughs> <laughs> All 
I got all the thoughts on Arsenal, bro. They're just—they're a very interesting club. It's the most interesting club in the world to me. Because again, most people I know are Arsenal fans, and just so much stuff happens with the club, and so much stuff has happened with them for the for the past 10, 15 years. That they're just a very eventful club. Mm. I think. Eventful. Although Real Madrid are probably going to take them over right now, has probably been the most eventful club with someone. Like the amount of stuff happening with Real Madrid right now is like, look, that's what they're, they're, they're pretty much like my news content now. That's the thing about like doing this thing from week to week. You wonder, like, I remember when PSG bought Neymar and we talked about that first thing in the show for like four weeks straight. It's like, are people getting tired of this or is it just, it's so in the main that it's just, it's news. So people just expect that that's what we're going to talk about. It's why I didn't want to start the show off with Bale is not going to China. It's like, ah, I'm kind of sick of it. But I don't know, maybe maybe other people aren't. So Bale's not going to China. The deal was called off, apparently. If if you were Bale, how would you feel if somebody told you, you know, that million pound a week deal that was on? Like, yeah, nah. No, if I was Bill, I'm gonna punch up someone. <laughs> I'll I'll beat up Zidane, I'll beat up Perez, I'll trash the offices, I'll graffiti on in the toilets and the walls, I'll I'll poke someone in, in the eye. That's a million. Remember, this is if I'm Bale. Mm-hmm. I will get to if I was if I, um, how HH reacts to this. If I'm Bill, oh no no, someone's getting beaten up because that's too much money to leave on the on the table. So if I'm Bill, don't leave me in the same room with Zidane because <laughs> someone's gonna get beaten up when we leave that room. Someone like, there's gonna be blood, teeth, and eyeballs everywhere. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, if if I'm him, I'm just like the manager says he doesn't he doesn't want me. And a club wants me, but now you're saying I can't go. What? In the week, Asensio got injured. He's going to be out for a majority of the season, perhaps the whole year. Maybe the situation has changed with that injury because I know um, Madrid fans will tell you that Zidane loves Asensio and he was going to be one of the cornerstones of his project and whatnot. So maybe now that you're missing the left footer, maybe Bale's not looking too bad? I think think sometimes the, the universe is trying to speak to you and you just have to respond accordingly, or the universe will, will kick you in the balls. The universe is trying to tell Zidane that you have to play bail. The reality is that you don't have enough backup cover for an Asensio. You've not been able to get a Sane or a Saudi Mane or a Sunrises in, in the East. So the universe is telling Zidane that you can't live in your perfect world. The perfect world is I'm going to have a specific team that plays sexy football where everybody knows how to play really well, and, and in this perfect system that I have, Zidane doesn't, I'm sorry, Bill doesn't fit the, the system. We don't always get what we want in, in our life. We always have to make sacrifices and make adjustments. And I think for Zidane, you can't you can't have your perfect world. You have to use Bill. You have to use Bill. So mm-hmm. it's going to be very um, um, interesting to, to see now what, what happens. It's like, is it just going to just say, you know, screw you? Like, I'm going to play. <laughs> what if Zidane becomes a, a, a player manager? Screw it. Just to make sure that Bill doesn't play, he becomes a, a player manager. And if they needed someone, he, he just plays out, out on the right. <laughs> Did you read that he pulled out of Madrid's tour? Who? Gareth Bale. Oh, as in recently? Yeah, it's it, there was something... Um, I, I saw a tweet. It was like he's not in the right mental mind frame or mental state to play. So he would be in the right mental state if you lost a million week. I'd be, I mean, I'd be depressed. I'd be depressed. So, so uh, are we going to talk about seven three? Like, do you really think this is a big deal? Um, yes and no. Preseason doesn't matter. It's a, it's a, it's totally a friendly. It's not real. 
nothing's at stake. You don't win anything. A friendly is a friendly is a friendly. But you have to look at the psychology of, of things. It's one thing losing a friendly. Well, that's fine. But losing a friendly really badly could give you psychological effect. The fact that Real Madrid, there's so much noise with regards to Zad's weight, with regards to Benzema being trash, with regards to Amorich and Cruz too old, with regards to Sergio Ramos, is he too old? Is he on the decline now? So all of these questions are in your head. So now, so right now it's about maybe Real Madrid's character because I see, I believe this. Modric is too old. If Real Madrid do not buy Pogba, they are not winning a trophy next season. I think maybe that friendly was like a shock to the system of Real of like, bro, you need more, more than just Zad and, and that Brazilian dude and, and, and Mendy to really <laughs> touch that, that trophy, man. Rodrigo's, man. Put some, put some respect on Rodrigo's, man. Anyway. Uh, um... Who the hell is a Rodrigo, man? Come on. Man. Okay, that so we, gotta, we, get, we got some questions on Madrid. So here we go. After watching Real get circumcised by Ooh. Atletico, can we agree that Hazard is going to get exposed for his laziness and average skills this season? Um, I am worried, but this is what I say. Don't judge Zad by Benzema's trashness. I think that's unfair. If Zad keeps providing for Benzema and he keeps missing, you can't hold that against Zad. That's stupid. That's just ridiculous. And also, look, Zidane, I get it. You're both Algerian. I get it. It's cool. It's great. All because you're both Algerian doesn't mean you have to play a guy who is trash. He's trash. Benzema's trash. And if Ramon go to next season with Benzema as the main striker, Zad isn't enough for them to win a trophy they're done for. Do you feel like Hazard will be good into old age? I so, don't. I mean, I mean, basically, for me, I think Hazard is similar to Ribery. His, um, his skill isn't predicated on his speed. He's a technical player. Obviously, like, speed in the sense of how quickly he's able to maneuver through guys, so that may slow down. But I think he's a guy who... As long as he maintains his fitness, no, she's bigger. <laughs> um, <laughs> as long as he, he, he maintains that, then I think, you know, I think he, he can still be playing at a pretty high level too, 33, 34, 35, 35, 36, because he isn't like a Robin or maybe a Bill who they need power, pace, and all that kind of stuff. Cheeseburger. <laughs> also, cheeseburgers. Are, you know, I can't remember the last time I actually ate a cheeseburger because, you know, I'm, 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 I've been off meat for like a few years now. I, I, can't, I, I can't remember what a cheeseburger even tastes we like. We need to talk about your meals, bro. Do you eat spinach and pasta with red sauce every day? Hey, look. No, every other day, man. Look, man. It's, it's <laughs> my, my one-punch man meal. And every time I watch the anime <laughs> one-punch man, I have... I, you know how I pandas only eat bamboo? It almost seems like this is what Half Hope eats. Like, this is the only thing he eats. Like, green... Like, greens, pasta, red sauce. <laughs> it's called pesto, man. It has a name. Put some pesto on them on pesto, man. Do you put like I don't know cheese on it, like, or is it like no animal products whatsoever? Uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean I normally have pasta sometimes with salmon, but most times with like either broccoli salad, maybe potato salad, and yeah, like I, I don't really use use cheese now. I don't use Do you cheese. put raisins in the potato salad? No. What raisins? Okay. I need to teach you how to cook, bro. Hell. <laughs> I was just making sure you weren't doing like an abomination with your potato salad. Like my, my theory is this is completely not related, but my theory is like back in the thirties, there weren't like sugars or candies. So people will put out their raisins and eat raisins and it'd be like some sugar sweets. But now that we have like, you can just go get like Skittles or Snickers or whatever. Like who, who needs a raisin? So this raisin company is like, bro, how do we get people to put raisins in their food? Ah, we just pay people to put it in the recipes. Like raisins don't belong in potato salad. 
Like, what are y'all doing? It's, it's a conspiracy by the raisin companies to keep yeah, themselves relevant. Like raisins. But anyway, but ice, anyway, ice cream, raisins, and ice cream. What? <laughs> that's that's that sounds gross. Um. All right. What's next? What are we talk about next, man? I am against fat shaming, but I've seen some images, and I'm I'm basically I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, why do you look like this? You've never looked like like this before, and you can't have a midlife crisis as twenty eight. You can't have a midlife crisis as a professional football player. Sorry, that that can work. So, I don't know what's going wrong, but that's just that's just odd because when does La La Liga start? Probably late August. Okay, well, okay, okay. He's got time, man. He's got time. How do you feel about him being in like the cover of FIFA? Do you care about that at all? Like him and Van Dyke, well, I guess. No, I mean, I think. Look, I mean, maybe it's a shift as to how they now perceive. Because I think that I people that think that oh, it's not really a big deal. I think it is somewhat of a of a big deal. Who? Because when you, if we look at all the FIFA covers previously, every person that was on the FIFA cover apart from Pierluigi Colina, who I don't know why he was he was on there. Maybe no one played all that year. Is um. These are guys who are considered like amongst the best, and how because it's very careful who they choose in the cover. Like you're not seeing Matthias Janssen or Bayern's Rafinha or or, or Morata on a FIFA cover. That that's not happening. So these are guys who people perceive are the best players in the world at the given time. So Van Dijk and Hazard, I think that makes a lot of sense. What's interesting is well, I, I guess when I started playing FIFA, it was like. Thierry Henry, yeah, and then it went to Ronaldinho, and then Wayne Rooney for whatever reason, then Messi, then Ronaldo. But since allegations against Ronaldo came to light, mm. um, I guess FIFA, well EA Sports rather, just like nah. So I think, I think Ronaldo was on the cover of FIFA 19. Then the reports came out about. And then I think like Neymar and Dybala and De Bruyne are on the cover of FIFA 19 now. So. I think it's more a departure of just like that Messi Ronaldo era. Yeah, thank, thank goodness, man. <laughs> so I like I'm guessing like FIFA 2021, it'll be like Mbappe or somebody like that. So what's next? Oh yes, Lukaku. Actually, did you did you know that Conte tried to sign him when while he was at Chelsea? Did you know that? People thought Conte wanted Morata, and I think even I thought that Conte wanted Morata because I think. Emanalo and Conte wanted Lukaku and mm. uh, Marina Granovskia. She wanted Morata, I guess. Um, or maybe, you know, whatever. She wasn't willing to pay the agent fees for Lukaku because his agent is Raiola. So obviously that's going to be quite difficult. United, because they have Mourinho, were willing to pay the money. And I think Lukaku and Pogba are friends. And they were together, I think, in L.A., so I guess Pogba was probably telling Lukaku, like, hey, come to United, come to United, come to United. So that's what happened. Um, but yeah, Conte is an admirer of Lukaku. I think it makes sense for the style of football that he likes to play. He likes just big people. So he'll, he wants a Lorente in his team. He wants a Giroud in his team. He wants a Lukaku in his team. Um, what he did with Italy in the Euros, where he wanted Graziano Pella in his team. Like, he likes at least six foot three, big. You can kick it to him and just he'll hold the ball. And Lukaku can well, do is that. Is Lukaku's game though? Is Lukaku's game really a target man, hold up the ball, totem pole kind of thing? No, but I think he can. If you're asking him to like hold the ball, spin, make a move, I think that's a bit too much. Mm. If you're just asking him, we kick the ball to you and you just kind of hold up, hold it, just use your strength to hold off a defender 
so we can bring the team in, especially if you're going to play 3-5-2 and you maybe have uh, Latero Martinez up there as well. Just kind of find him. Um, but I, there is a misnomer that Lukaku is a target man, DDA Drogba-style center no, forward. No. Like, no, just because he looks like Drogba, that's not it. <laughs> Lukaku, uh, Lukaku is on the last shoulder, offside trap, yeah, finish through ball. And, yeah. and I, I'll, I'll use my strength in the channel to make sure I can, you know, get rid of a defender and get a shot off. But it's not I'm wrestling with him. You give me the ball to feed. I lay it off to somebody. Like, that's not yeah, Lukaku's yeah. game. But just because he looks like how he looks. People think he's like Drogba part two, but no. <laughs> so if United do sell Lukaku, that means they're going all in on Rashford. So do you? Th- so do you believe that's a good move by United? Because now it's either Rashford or Bost. Because that's they've now said he's our future. He's our guy. We believe that he's he is going to be the number one top tier first choice striker for United. I mean, what's your thoughts on the English Mbappe? I don't <laughs> chill. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's a good move. Like, if you ask me who would I rather start in my team at as my number nine, I'd say Lukaku over Rashford. But who's a better footballer? Like, who's just a better player? You might say Rashford in that sense. But that's mm. just uh, – that's dependent on how you want to play football. How United want to play football and just the general ethos of United. Like, if they have a homegrown player, they're going to go with that guy. So if you give me the op- – if you give Ali the option of, like, look, you can start Lukaku – or you can have Rashford and Mason Greenwood like open up opportunities for him because Ali is who he is and United are what they are. Like more times than not, they're gonna give the player that's from their academy, I think, the license to play. I'm not sure whether it's a great move for Man United in their current state to let go of Lolo Kaku because of the players they have right now and Ole Gordon Sokju, who is a rookie. You need all the help you can get. You need all the experienced players that, that you, 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 you can get. So um, I think he does have a philosophy and a way that he wants to play that is slightly a bit more expansive than was under Mourinho. But I'm not sold on Rashford. I think Rashford is good. I think he's talented. I'm not sold on him. And Martial, pff, something just happened to this guy where he's, he's not the guy who I think can be a world-class potential Ballon d'Or winner. Um, he's just sort of gone off the ball. So it's risky because if you're... Because Lukaku... He, 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 there is more consistency within him, and there is more, um, there's more of, of an idea of him proving himself than Rashford, and maybe Martial to a degree, even if I think Martial and Rashford are both better football players than Lolo Kaku. But you, you need a consistent finisher. So, this is this is according to Wikipedia. All right, mm. um, if I tell you Lukaku played 96 games for Manchester United, how many goals do you think he scored? So say so Lukaku played nine, nine, 96 games. Yep. How many goals? I'm gonna say 17. 17? Yeah. <laughs> He's 42. Wow. Oh. Basically a little bit worse than what he was doing at Everton. Mm. So, yeah, and okay. look, in Andelect, when he was a kid, he played 98 games and scored 41 goals. So virtually identical. Yeah. Um just he wasn't prolific. Like he scored 16 league goals in one season, 12 in the next. He never really hit that like 20. He wasn't in like the golden boot conversation really ever. So maybe that's to his detriment, especially if you're like comparing him to Harry Kane, as people like to do. But yeah, I think he's going to score goals, at least like one and two, two and five. Um, I don't think he's a three and five guy, but 
Yeah, like that's Lukaku's going to score goals. So the risk is you get rid of him. You know you're going to get at least 12, 15, 17 goals somewhere in there. Can Rashford give you that as the main guy? I don't know. No. Can Martial give you that as the main guy? You'd like to think he could, but he could, but it's it's doubtful. Lukaku, it's like there's there's a better cushion there of consistency. Right. You've not seen that cushion with Martial and Rashford. So for United, and we already know Sanchez is trash. So Sanchez is trash, class A brick, and you don't have a consistency, proven consistency from either Rashford or your boy Martial. So well, I, I guess I guess if you're just finally, if you're Solskjaer, you're like the only way we'll know is if we let Lukaku go and give them the chance. Has Martial ever really been given the mantle? Maybe with Van Hal for yeah. for a time, but then oh. when Mourinho came, he brought in Ibra, that took away from Rashford Martial. Then he brought in Lukaku, that took away from them as well. So they've never really been given that full, like you guys have it. So now yeah. they have it. So maybe he's like, look, let's let's give him a chance. And apparently Greenwood is like some wonder kid who's going to be the next whatever. So there you go. Give me a break, man. <laughs> Greenwood is never going to be amount to anything. But let me be real with you. When when I heard Messi, I was about to say, that, how can a guy called Messi be like a great player? Like, yeah, you need a game like a, like a Maradona, Ronaldo. Messi isn't a sexy name. But I remember at the time saying that, even if your name was Daffy Duck, even the more obscure the name, the, 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 the better. Like, if you're amazing, people don't get quite what the hell your, your name is. Your name will just suddenly be, become attributed to greatness if you're just if you're just amazing it doesn't matter but still greenwood nah i don't think that can be <laughs> by the way you brought up messi i guess we can talk a little bit about this did you see the the comments from pep guardiola that was like phil foden is the greatest talent he's ever managed and i was like is it or the greatest talent he's ever seen something yeah. along those lines i'm like so that messi guy just didn't exist i guess you see like we see i'm confused because i'm i must be missing something Maybe it's either lost in translation, or maybe he says the best teenager of the best teenage talent I've ever seen. But wasn't Messi? Oh, yeah, because remember, Messi was a teenager under Rijkaard. I think when Pep came in, he was 20, 21, or, or something. So he must mean the best teenage talent he's seen. Wasn't Pep managing Barca B though? Like, wasn't he always in and around the Barcelona structure? So he would have seen Messi as a team. I think Messi was already in the first team by the time Pep came in. I believe. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying Guardiola would have been aware of Messi, regardless. Mm. I mean, I, I sp- no, no, no. Okay, look, Messi. The, the first matter is, is like that. He's like, gassing Phil Foden to a point where I don't think he's going to be able to back it up. Yeah, I mean, look, this, it's like, you can't say that about a guy called Philip Foden. I mean, and this is no <laughs> disrespect to English dance or anything, but this, I mean, did, did, didn't we hear the same thing about what's it called, Rooney being the white Pele? <laughs> My thing is, like, this keeps on happening to English players <laughs> where they're, they're hyped up so much without them. Like, Foden, from what I've seen of him, yeah, he's good. He's he's no Oos. He's no, he, he's no Leroy Sané. He's no Vinicius, even. <laughs> Because I've seen what some of these other guys have have done, and my God, if Pep, if you didn't manage Messi at the time, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe for some reason you you didn't manage Messi when when he was Phil Foden's age. But if you did, bro, every time 
as soon as everyone saw who Messi was, people knew that okay, all right, this is going to be the next big, big thing. Like when so when a player is so good, people the senior players are begging him to be forced into the senior team. And this isn't like Man City. This is Barcelona with Dino and all these grown men. He's not smoking crack or Boris Johnson forced into this. <laughs> okay, Messi was born in 87. Pep started managing Barca B in 2007. So 20. So 20. And by 20, Messi wasn't even in Barca B. He was in the first team. Mm. So he never managed teenage Messi. Yeah. But I feel like he would have been aware of him nonetheless when he was 16, 17, 18, 19. Like, like being aware is very different from manager. I think he's when this is the best. I think what he's I think it's it's focusing on who he's managed. Managed and coached. But if okay, look, I'm about to say like because he said the best talents I've ever managed. I mean, like, didn't you manage? So I think he's more talented than Lamb, Bart Simpson. I mean, oh, I've seen Ford and he, hi. Okay, I mean, okay, he did really well in that under 17 thing. But if he was this distance with Rising man, man City, <laughs> if he's so talented, okay, if he's this talented, I expect this guy to be a bona fide starter for Man City this coming season. Then it's just gas, man. Pep just talks the talk, bro. Get the hell out of here. Okay, I think we've done a little bit. We can we can do some questions. See what the people have to say. Philip Foden. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, is this week's Community Shield relevant from AJ Cool Sixteen? So the Community Shield is going to be Liverpool against Manchester City. Manchester City won everything, so the second place team in the league plays. The, the holders of the of the Premier League, I guess. I guess that's how that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, same, same thing with the German Super Cup. Yeah. So, is it relevant? Yes and no. Explain. First of all, no. It's a it's a friendly, and I don't count the Community Shield as a major trophy. I only count it as a major trophy when Mourinho won it. <laughs> and him having those four trophies, I'll be saying I, I, I okay, count okay. it. But really... It's not, it's not really a major trophy. And it's still a glorified friendly, like the Confederations Cup. But I think it's a nice psychological advantage to have over your opponents going into the next season. And specifically this, because of Liverpool and Man City being so close to each other and really forming a fascinating um, title challenge, I do feel that they each side will want to have that psychological advantage over the other. So they'll really want to get that W. So I do think that... It would put it this way: If Man City win, I think Man City will feel like mm, we've got that. We will still maintain that psychological advantage over over these guys. This is a good way to start in that season. And maybe Liverpool will have that kind of mental block of like, oh, City, can we really get close to these guys? If Liverpool win, that's a great way to lay down the gauntlet of like, you know what? We we won that Premier League title. We have beaten you, and this just gives us the great confidence going into that game against Norwich on Friday. I think it's just very interesting. I think we talked about it at the time where it's a game where you have the champions of Europe and the champions of England, but the champions of England would rather be the champions of Europe and the champions of Europe would rather be the champions of England. So (laughs) it's that like that weird dynamic that uh, City and Liverpool have have kind of forged themselves. The champions of England over the champions of Europe. I find that fascinating. Liverpool haven't won it in 30 years, so it kind of makes sense. I don't give a crap. I don't care. How would you want to be champion? Okay, okay. Would you rather would you rather rule an island or rule a planet? 
I'd rather rule a planet than rule, rule an island. I think I'd rather Although rule the if, island. If the island. If the island has great weather, great women, and great food, and great drinks, then okay, maybe. I think I'd rather rule the island. Because a planet, that just seems like way too much work. But it's a planet, though. Yeah, but then you'd have to deal with everything that goes on within hey, the planet. Hey, An island is way more manageable. But this rule. is besides the point. You can be a dictator and, and what you said goes, and you rule a planet. AJ, thanks for the question. Next on the list, from Packed Mouse, how much of an effect do you think VAR will have in the Prem this season, and which teams do you think will benefit the most and the least? Teams that have more possession of the ball will benefit the most, probably, because they'll get more fouls. Not fouls. They'll get more penalties and things like that. So I think Liverpool, City, the top six will benefit the most. They have the better players, and more things will go in their favor. I feel like it's going to have a tangible not tangible because you can't touch it i think it's going to have a visible effect on how we watch football now summer tournaments you can kind of like ah it's just women's world cup it's just afcon it's just under 21 euros but this is football that people watch every week non-stop millions and millions of people watch this so everyone all the time is going to be talking about var this var that i i think it's going to have a real effect why they didn't even bring in this thing last season, I have no idea why. But 100% it's going to have a major effect because it's new technology that hasn't yet been tested yet in the Premier League. And we know in the Premier League, say what, what, what you will, it is, it's, it's probably the most exciting, most entertaining league. And it's a league in which the fans encourage a lot of attacking football and guys really going out for it. So I think VR is just going to just add another element of drama to the Premier League. Pack Mouse, thanks for the question. Thanks, bro. Um, <laughs> from oh, Football God 26. Oh, God. When will Half Hope bring back his visions? I miss <laughs> those days when all of his visions were wrong. <laughs> oh, you prick. <laughs> They're not actually all wrong. 70% of them were right, so. <laughs> 70%? Yes, well, 75 I mean, you marketed them as if, like, they were all going to be right. But that's the other thing. Um, I just wanted to get that question out of the way. Thank you, FG, for your question. Red, who was on the show last week, hey. said, with Liverpool losing all their preseason games, do you think that's Klopp just playing in first gear, or does it show a lack of depth? So who have Liverpool bought? Nobody? Um, Nobody. Sorry. Well, they, they, they bought a 16-year-old called Kelly. Kelly, okay. They've they, they've not bought they've not bought anybody that that anyone knows, <laughs> you know. They've they've not bought anyone that um where you 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 don't have to go onto Wikipedia to say who the hell is this, is, is is this dude. So maybe uh, maybe he's like Ox is a new signing almost like he's he wasn't here last season. I, so we I have Oxley Chamberlain back. Up. Like because again, it's like that's cheap. No, buy someone new. You already have him. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's like a new saying. No, no. Go out and buy someone that is completely new and, and fresh because that because you need new players help to increase the competition. Or this mm-hmm. it forces players to look over their shoulders. Oh shit! If I don't play, I'm going to ride. No, because you you need to buy somebody who like that's why if they went and got the us, that'd be very interesting because the us now is like yo Salah or Mane. If you're not bowling, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to come and ride. I'm going to come and ride. So. You know how Spurs didn't buy anyone for like three transfer windows or two transfer windows or whatever, like a whole calendar year, they, they bought no one or like one person maybe. Maybe Liverpool is looking at a situation like that. Like, look, we have a good, co- we have good cohesion in the team. 
if we bring someone in and it rocks the boat in a wrong way, maybe we're going to lose whatever ground we've gained on Man City. Um, and we're champions of Europe, so maybe I don't want to mess with that too much. So maybe that's the thinking. There was a lot of luck that was involved in that. It wasn't just we are a great team bar none. Like there was there was luck. Like coming back from 4-0, that took luck. Or just Barcelona being trash, but you know, it is what it is. So you need to improve. If you don't improve, other people will come catch you. That has to be a thing. Reds, thank you for your question, bro. Improvement is key in life, both in football and continuous improvement is key. If you remain the same in life, you become a cactus. Uh, from Shaksham Gupta, should Juventus sell Mandzukic and get a good striker or a winger? Mandzukic is one of those underrated players that, like, mm. if, he's in, if if he's in your team, you might not appreciate him until he's gone. Or yeah. if he's in, or if he's in your team, you appreciate him and you understand. And other people might not appreciate him. I don't. He's kind of old now. He's probably like what 32, 33. Mm. No, so no, maybe because no, I was speaking to. Um... It's not Atletico Medzukic or anything like that. But I was speaking to like my, my Croatian colleague at work, and he said to me that like in the Croatian team, Mandzukic is actually the leader of the of the team. Even if Bonic is like the captain, people like he's the actual vocal leader of the team. Now, people that really look to really German one up is Mandzukic. And that is that's that's intangible thing is massive. You need that kind of leader, kind of guy who people can look to. I'm like, yeah, man, boom geos up and everything so, so it's always very important to keep guys like like that around for as, as long as you can they don't always have to play they don't have to play on the pitch but just keep them in the squad around people especially with people like delict coming in to help to remind the young guys of what being a professional and what being a winner is, is like you know it's very important did you see that um everton came in for moisa keen mm, that's moisa ken moisa ken i guess yeah um they're Why selling do you even want to let go of him, man? That's the thing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's very weird. I was gonna tweet something about it, but I was just like, I don't feel like it. But yeah, so tweet. if <laughs> it's just very it. So if they're gonna if they're thinking about selling Ken or if people are coming in from Ken, it doesn't make sense to let go of Mandzukic as well. Thank you for the question, though, Mr. Gupta. Where does Leroy Sané have the best chance of winning the CL, City or Bayern? Also, who should Man City replace him with if he leaves? And who should Bayern go after if they don't get him from Mason Boris? Better chance to win the Champions League, City or Bayern? Depends. 2019-2020, Manchester City. If all Bayern get is Leroy Sané and they don't get someone to replace the Champions League flop that is Lewandowski and they don't really replace the midfield and, and, and the defence, then yeah, City, then he has a better chance of winning. Whatever happened to the Polish nuke, bro? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that guy ain't nuking anything, man. The only thing that guy is is nuking are just bloody flowers and 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 daffodils, man. So that guy's been a Champions League flop, a perennial Champions League flop. Um, who should who should City replace him with if he leaves? Do they need to replace him? I don't. I don't. I wouldn't just Mares just come. Yeah, right yeah, in? yeah. Mares. You, you've got yeah, Mares barely played last football. year, so I think they they have enough people. And who should Bayern go after if they don't get him? They have to get him. Like, I don't know who else of his quality. That they can get as a wide attack. Like they should have seen now. Bill would have been very interesting, but Bill only wants to be paid a million a week. But Bill would have been a very interesting one. Who do Dortmund have? That don't they just go around and steal Dortmund players and Schalke players and stuff like that? Well, so they just bought Togan as I so you can't just like at least give him a year before buying him. You can't just buy him. 
I'm the one just shows the boss. Okay, that's that's a bit. No, I, I I just imagine if you're the the chairman or the president of Bayern, you just go around. Okay, let me look at the Dortmund roster. Let me look at the Schalke roster. Wolfsburg, who's their best player? Let's try to buy him. They'll probably sell. So that's that's my first port of call if I'm Bayern. So just who do who do Dortmund have? Um, but I get you're you're not gonna get Royce. You're not gonna get any of those. Um. Pepe might be interesting, but I don't know if Bayern will be willing to spend that much money. And it seems as if he's going to uh, either Italy or Arsenal, so that's done. Zaha, but maybe well, they I, think I, I think Everton have raised their their bid. Everton, yeah. He might as well just stay in Crystal Palace, bro. Like Chelsea will come get you next summer, I promise. Is there like a somebody at Atletico that's not happy, or is Carrasco still in China? But that doesn't seem like something Bayern would do to go get somebody from the Chinese Super League. Bayern would really benefit from having a guy like a Gareth Bale in their team. But I think the issue is that I think Bale only wants like a particular wage packet. But I, but I was like, why couldn't Bale should, have, should just go for a flipping wage cut, man? And that's the thing. Like, if Bale just accepts that, bro, you can't ask for the same kind of wage you were paid at Safari because you're not the same kind of player you were years ago. So. You now staying at Real Madrid right now is pretty much messing up your career because I think that if Bayern in a perfect world, Bale and Leroy Sane, that's a Champions League winning team. Sane by himself, eh, you need more. Because I mean, because I'm not sold on Gennabry and I, as I said, Lewandowski, no. But if you have Sane and Bale, those are two goal-scoring inside forwards. Mason Boris, thanks for the question. All right, next question. This comes from Coming Up Short 1. He wants to know... This is really long. I might as well just, let's just read it. Uh, Juve journalist has confirmed they want to sell Dybala and that they've told him as much. He wants to stay, but it looks like they want to cash in on him. My guess is they want to use that money from his sale to get Icardi. If the move to Spurs materializes, where do you think he'd fit in in the squad? So I guess Dybala is linked with Spurs. If Tottenham roll up in a transfer summer after spending nothing for two years, with Undombele and Dybala, bro, I'm going to shake down and leave his hand, man, when I meet him. <laughs> you know, when I went... I'm you've, been talking, you've, you've been talking shit for a long time about this guy. Oh, right? yeah, no, no, no. And, and, and deservedly so. Deservedly so. Like, leave it. This guy, wait, I know you've got the cash. And this guy went two transfer windows without Tottenham buying anybody, and they still gave you a Champions final and came, what, fourth? So if you roll up with Undombele and Dybala... Bro, okay, I'll, I'll shake your hand. So, what, you. a, a part of his question is, what do you think that does for Deli Ali? Because Deli Ali likes to play in that area behind the striker, and so does Dybala. So, in this scenario, what happens to Deli Ali? Does he play deeper? Does he, is he on the bench? Do you sell him? Like, what happens? With yeah, yeah, that, yeah, like you just said, it's sell the, the dude. Oh, <laughs> you use him on rotation, like. For me, dude, dude is, is is overrated, man. Is way overrated. I'm still waiting on somebody to give me the Loftus Cheek Deli Alley question because uh, I've been waiting on that for a couple of years, but I, I want it to come up organically. I don't just want to rant for no reason. Last question. Thank you for that question, by the way. Um, lastly, from Odds First, just got this question in at the buzzer. If a footballer could be an industry plant, who would it be? Interesting question. What I'm not exactly sure you? why this is a question. <laughs> At industry plant. Yeah, so like if somebody, like a footballer that the higher-ups and for whatever reason just put in. Ibrahimovic? Kane? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think of, of guys who seem a bit 
out of elements or, or who I who I who I look out for. Like Ibrahimovic just seems as if yeah, he could be an industry. Nah, see, like when when I hear industry player, I think of like somebody who's trash, but they're in a good position anyway because they're they've been planted by the industry. So Kane. Ooh. David Kane. Beckham for sure then. For sure. <laughs> that, that is the number one industry plant of all time. For sure. For sure. For what the first yeah, of all time, the he is the number one. He he was he is an industry plant. How that guy had a flourishing career. How this dude played for Real Madrid and PSG while being pretty much trash and only do, knowing how to do two or three things for me. He, you're a plant. He's played at what? Like I don't know if we can call PSG like the biggest club in the world at this point, but not not with the other three I'm gonna mention. Manchester United, Real Madrid, AC Milan, PSG. Oh yeah, he was at AC Milan. <laughs> wow. Like good AC well, not good AC Milan, but like well, you know, decent AC Milan as well. Better ratio. I mean better than than these Yeah, um, the trash that's there now. Um, no offense, actually. I don't want to call people trash. That's half hope stick. <laughs> Break. Uh, it's trash. Break. I'm the PC trash. guy. I'm the PC guy. I'm nice. Well, 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 nice. I'm, 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 I'm going to change you. I'm going to change you up. I'm going to change you up. I'm going to change you up. So David Beckham is the biggest industry plant. Um, yeah, he is. When I think of like top players, generally speaking, like somebody might say Ronaldo's an industry plant. Like he worked to get where he get where he's at. Messi just had the natural talent. Is Jay Z an industry plant? Like no, nah, he's just the nicest rapper. Is Nas an industry plant? No, he's just the go MC. Yeah, like those aren't industry plants. But you look at somebody like Takashi Six Nine. Like, where did where did he come from? Who is this industry plant? So <laughs> David Beckham is the Takashi Six Nine of, of football. Is what we're saying. No, 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 no. We can't say that. We can't say that. That that, that that's got that's gotta be illegal somehow because Takashi's in prison. And David Beckham, to my knowledge, hasn't done anything. It might, might be a bit harsh. It might be a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit harsh. But you know, do, I mean, do this so, somewhere in that neighborhood, you know. Um, all right, so that's the end of the questions. We thank A1, thank you for your question, and we thank everybody for their question. And remember, if you want to ask questions, the tweet for questions goes out every Monday sometime. Um, so follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics, and you can reply to the tweet, leave a comment, topic, question, whatever. And uh, if there's enough time in the show, we'll definitely touch it. Mm. Maybe there was – I always forget the questions that come from the DMs. Aha. Uh -huh. See, okay, now somebody sent us – you know those, yeah, the Talking Tactics DMs are open, but maybe Ooh. I should close them. <laughs> oh, so your DMs have been slid in, man. They've been slid in, so let's be transparent, man. Let's be transparent. No. <laughs> Let it, let's be translucent. Um, oh, is that the opposite of transparent? Transparent is clear. Translucent is you can kind of see. Opaque is black, like you can't see through. Oh. So the opposite of transparent is opaque. Somewhere oh. in the middle is translucent. So that's, yeah, it's, it's, you, you can see us, but you can't see everything. Um, so, you, you know, those like rankers things where like people have like, they, they have a bunch of pictures and they rank things from like one tier, second tier, third tier. Mm. It's just a bunch of tiers. So this is like a bunch of footballers. And we're not going to get into every footballer because there's probably like 30, 40 names, 50 names here um, or pictures. But this person says, let me get the name, Wizzy. All right, so Wizzy says, OG Ronaldo is not one of the GOATs. I know that will piss Have Hope off. That's all I care about. What's, um, what's his name? What's that guy's name? Wizzy. See, like, they have GOAT, 
And in the GOAT tier, there's Cruyff, Messi, Pele, Robin, Cristiano, and Maradona. And then in the rung below that is a Legends tier one, which is, if I can go by the pictures, Root Hullet, Maldini, Henri, Puyol, uh, Van Basten, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Platini, and, and oh, Dennis Burkamp. So, yeah, he has Ronaldo in there with, you know, Platini and Van Basten and Maldini. He's not in, like, the top GOAT tier. So this person is like, this is clearly going to piss off Half Hope. I can't wait 20 years from now when kids who have never watched Ronaldo or Messi or just 25 years from now when, like, there's these children. Yeah, I heard about Ronaldo. I heard about Messi. But they trash. I can't wait. For this, for the next generation of people to come, so they can trash on Messi and Ronaldo, and try to tell you that that the same way people trash on Pele now, Pe- Pele was scoring goals against Farmers and this and that, or Maradona wasn't great; he was playing against shoemakers or like yeah, just when these. I can't, I can't wait for the new like, generation like, yeah, to just like, come and trash the legends of today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so here for it. it I, just, I pray I'm alive. <laughs> I can't wait now because like I can't wait for the people who are trashing the <laughs> legends of the nineties. Not how with people like them when they trash Messi or Ronaldo. I'm, I'm ready. I, I can't wait. How, how funny it would be though if let's say like eighty year old Daniel and like Twitter eight point zero and you're basically <laughs> like in like in like in your walking stick and everything and you're basically like just, just like <laughs> laughing in glee as you see like these like um fifty year old um dudes basically just, just getting angry on like Twitter five point zero at these sixteen seventeen year olds because they think like. Messi um, was garbage. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> garbage. And I would say, um, Polarino was easily better than that's overrated Messi and Christie. <laughs> that, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Like the the defenders of today that always look back at like OG Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, um, yeah. Ari Drogba. They're just like, oh, they're, they're trash. They're never gonna be. They're just garbage. <laughs> Trust me, someone is coming. They haven't been born yet, but they're mm. coming. And on social media, whatever platform we're using, they're gonna come for your legends next. Yep. So you got to be ready to defend Messi the same way I'm sure half of like, is about to defend Ronaldo. Because what I always say is that why would all of these white dudes say this black dude was the greatest player that they've ever seen? So that's why someone says that. Even if from the footage I've seen of Pele, I'm like, yeah, he, I, but I still think Maradona or Ronaldo is greater. But if all these white dudes say this is the greatest player I've ever seen, bro. Maybe that dead dude was pretty damn I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's my argument always. Like whenever people come up with Pele, I'm just like, bro, wh- when was his first World Cup? Somebody will tell me 1958. Then when was his last World Cup? Someone will tell me 1970. So I'm like, cool. So from 1958 to 1970, what happened during 1958 and 1970? Uh, Malcolm X got shot. Martin Luther King got killed. Civil rights movement, all that kind mm. of stuff. I'm not sure what was going on in England, but probably similar shit. So during this time, these people who are racists identified Pele, who looks like how he looks like, as the greatest footballer of all time or in that era. That's, that's but, but now you want to come back 50 years later and talk about, ah, nah, just have your little Reddit threads about it. Like, come on, bro. Like, no, 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 because, that's because like, during that time, trust me, Pele must have been so amazing. Undeniable. Their racism. They're like, yeah. bro, screw this black ape. Monk, whatever. This ape bloody knows how to play this damn sport. Bloody well. As much as I like, admit it, it's just bloody amazing. So, bro, that dude. Pro- Wait, see, do you know? Do you know what it is? Do you know what I think it is? We're not seeing all the footage, but I believe that 
you see, when we look at Pele stuff, you're like, okay, you've seen that. But remember, Pele was probably doing stuff that nobody had ever seen before. So the kind right. of dribbles he did, the overhead kick, people probably never saw this stuff before. So looking at it, you're like, wait, anybody can do a step over. Anybody can do a, a, a volley. Anybody can do like a half volley. But Not in 1962. In 1962, nobody had ever seen a player do this stuff like that before. That's why for people who are like, oh my gosh, this guy's like, like, like an alien. And he's only, what, yeah. 9, 17, 18, 19, 20. And he's doing stuff that we've never seen. Though. And people like, see, people say, oh, the defenders were, were, were really trash. But if you're a defender and this guy is doing stuff you've never seen before, how do you defend it? You're like, wait, what, wait, what the hell did this guy did you just do? Like, Everything we see today is built on something from the past. Yeah. So, so there are kids today that are going to look at Messi and maybe they won't have the natural talent, but they'll see something in his game that they'll replicate. Hmm. So, and they might even be better than Messi. Like Messi's not going to be the greatest player to ever play for, in the history of ever, but he'll always be a goat today because he's the best we've seen so far in this era. I'm saying, Pele was that version back then. Nobody had ever seen some of those things being done. At least maybe not on a football pitch or like an official. Maybe people were doing that like in the favelas or the parks or whatever. But he brought some of that style, that samba football, if you will, to the World Cup, so everybody could witness it. So this is one of those things where, like, I look at Pele, I look at Eusebio, like, these guys just must have been so undeniable at the time, clearly. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. they weren't rocking with black people like that. They, they're not rocking with black people now. So this is 60 years ago. Or back then, they really, because back then, there was no Jay-Z or, or <laughs> Lil Wayne, man, back, back then, bro, so. See, I feel like who's the biggest industry playing football? People, people will sell you Pele. But I, I can't wait for like somebody a podcast seventy years from now. Somebody who's the biggest industry plant? Somebody says Ronaldo, <laughs> Cristiano, <laughs> or Messi. Like it's coming, it's coming. Like, it was like I would say like see if Pele was white and people talked of him in the same kind of way, then I'd be like, uh, which is why my also I got the similar thing with Crab because then I will be more sort of like, okay, is this because people were overrating him or anything? But the, because he was black at that time where racism was rife. Yes, it's racism now, but as you said... His peak is 1960s. Come on. Like, Jim Crow era and stuff like that was still (laughs) happening. So this was like like succulent, beautiful, tasty, well-cooked racism. This was well-cooked, well-primed racism back then. So for people to still be like, nah, this dude is excelling at what was... Remember, the World Cup was still a, a big thing then. So... Yeah, nah. Then trust me, I think he probably was pretty damn amazing. Just say it. Like he was in the world. He was playing the World Cup before look, look, he look, parks. Tweet, tweet that out because I've tweeted out a, 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 enough um controversial stuff. <laughs> well, maybe I'm I'm great, man. I've seen your Twitter, man. You're a political <laughs> activist. Tweet it out, man. Come on. And I'll retweet. <laughs> I retweet. So you, you tweet, I will I'll retweet. After after we finish this part. All right. <clears throat> so yeah, that's the end of the questions. Remember, get in get in contact with us. Um, and we'll read your question on the show. So this has been Talking Tactics. My name is Daniel. You can follow me at Daniel. So look, have where can people get you? Find your boy on Twitter at Half Hope. You can find your boy on Instagram at The Half Hope. Bada bing. Follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us on iTunes, Apple. Apple Podcasts, rather. Follow us on Spotify if you're over there. Remember, we have Patreon coming. Like in your in the not too distant future, I'm going to leave like a little snippet from the beginning of our Talking Tactics ex- Talking Tactics Extra. So remember to check that out on Patreon. And yeah, talk and take this podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Talking tactics extra.
let's get into it. The trailer for Harriet Tubman film came out. Um, it's called Harriet. It stars mm. Cynthia Erivo, who I'm forgetting the films that she's done. She, she was in. Um, she's only done one feature film, and that the was. The Color Purple. She, she was in the play The Color Purple that yeah. was on Broadway, I think. Her only feature film to date is, is Widows with Vale Davis. She's Nigerian by way of Britain, and there's this percentage of African American people who are going to boycott the film Harriet because. Harriet Tubman was a black American woman. The person who's portraying Harriet Tubman in the film should be a black American woman because they can connect to the struggle of black Americans. Because I, I literally wanted to, just to jump off that point that you made. Because Harriet Tubman was um, black American, African American, is better for an African American who will be able to connect better with the story. So in that case, why the hell did you choose uh, Marlon Brando to be a mob boss? Does he have any idea what it means to be a mob boss going around killing people and 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 so forth. Why the hell would you cast Anthony Hopkins as a serial killer in Silence of the, of, of the Lambs? Does he have any experience eating human flesh? If he has no experience eating human flesh, <laughs> how will he be able to connect with what it feels like to eat human flesh? So Sports Social Podcast Network.